0: Hello, we're the Sticky bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm Not. Welcome back to the podcast. And it's our favourite, a cheeky semi. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not as partial to a semi as you are. It's all the anticipation. That's what gets me. Well, if you love anticipation, do I have a treat for you. You're going to have to wait just a little bit longer for the episode right after these ads.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue.
0: Right Rachel has gone she's chucked the Vs up at everybody. Have you recovered <laughs> I have yeah that was a, a a bit of a stormy episode it was the last quite one. a lot there was quite a lot going on and the drama kind of continues actually We're really kind of storming towards the end at this point so Sari and Ari are mega mad at Christian for like doing that whole like pretend recruitment thing yes yeah yeah, which was stupid it's, it was a very strange thing for him to do then Sari and like her like talking heads in her diary room bit says that she's trying not to show the to on her face when looking at christian <laughs> and then she looks at him like he's pissed on her foot like she looks fucking livid but why can't someone just tell him to shut up so far this season we're into the semi-finals what surprised you the most because for me it's that christian has made it this far he seems to always mess up but then somebody else does something that kind of diverts attention from him yeah because that surprised me and also it's that Every time it's a round table, it always descends into just between two people, basically. But his basically. name never comes up at the no, round table. never does. But then I think producers at this point in episode nine are like, okay, it's time for Christian to go. Because at breakfast the next morning, the first two people they send into the room are Sari and Ari. So that's the mm. only time They're going to be on their own With no danger of being interrupted By anybody else To have a conversation Without Christian there And they've even mentioned it Before that haven't They they haven't had time to speak Just the two of them Exactly So like I think producers were like Well get you two in Because you both want to get rid of Christian And that's exactly what they start planning In that also, breakfast Also Christian comes in Wearing a top he's already worn That's not okay <laughs> you don't like reusing clothes no you think new clothes disposable clothing oh no for me but for this kind of tv show i want to see people you want it's want to be a fashion parade kate comes in wearing some lovely red leather trousers without a saggy gusset and she comes in furious because she's still in she's still in the competition she's like why haven't i gone yet and she says my favorite quote of the entire series who knew that sucking was actually a winning strategy (laughs) (laughs) we did do you think sucking is a winning strategy david yeah i think it is what what do you think is a losing strategy whatever christian's doing perhaps yeah you can't think of anything rude can you (laughs) no i was trying to think we'll just move on (laughs) so kate is furious about christian like livid that about the whole letter thing because she's like if you were recruited and you were sent a letter show me the letter yes she says she would laminate it and put it around her neck yeah but i also think the like the producers wouldn't let you would they no um well, you get to show the shield, so why wouldn't you be able to? I suppose, yeah. So Kate's like, I don't trust you. And then Christian sits right next to Kate and she's just like looking straight down the bow of the camera, just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. But once again, Christian, he's just that stupid Labrador, isn't he? He doesn't get it when people are annoyed with him, don't like him. Mm. And yeah, he's just always got way too much energy. Rude. Can I ask you a question? With Andy, they're carrying an ultrasound. And they say that that's to protect them. How does that work? I think that's just like an emotional protection. Do you know what I mean? Like you might oh, wear lucky right. socks, but they've just got an ultrasound. <laughs> Bit weird. But hey, that's, mm. I mean, I mean the, the baby belongs to them. So it's not that weird, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but who does have the shield is Ari again. again. Um, and then Stephanie is murdered, which is a good choice, I think, for the traitors. I think that's the right choice. Cause she's think- onto them. Yeah, well, she's onto Christian. But also, she's smart enough to then un- unpick the rest. Yeah, actually, thinking back as well, she's one of the only ones that's even mentioned Sari. Even when it was more just in passing, no one's mentioned her. So she is onto them. I kind of, part of me was thinking, I wish she was still there so she could really just go after Christian. Yeah, but then also, I think murdering Stephanie, because Stephanie last episode went into the armory. So it was Stephanie, Ari, and somebody else. Yes. So murdering Stephanie implies... That the traitors know who has the shield, yep. which means that one of the other people who went into the armory is a traitor. Yeah. So, it, surely that makes Ari very obvious. I think so. But also, you've got to remember that as it gets down to it, there's fewer people anyway. So, maybe the traitors would just, if they thought someone was coming for them, maybe they would go for someone that had gone to the armory and just think, oh, hopefully they haven't got the shield. But I agree with you. I think that the whole armory theory where if you're just going into the armory and the three people aren't going to tell anyone who's got the shield, that's protection. That's been blown out of the water. See, so therefore, because I'm very clever... I would immediately go, oh, it's Ari. And so why isn't Quentin thought of that? Because Quentin's clever. He's a political well, strategist. Quentin has famously voted for the wrong person every single round table. He's he fit, but he is not intelligent. <laughs> he, he kind of sounds intelligent when he talks about his theories, but it's wrong every time. It's more to do with the sound of his voice, isn't it? It's like the honey. So Alan comes in dressed as the Ukrainian flag, which is lovely. I loved Alan's outfit. I really liked the kind of the white pocket square thing Mm -hmm. with the black this is the best one so far it's been hit and miss but i think this one's been very nice so ari immediately in the conversations post-breakfast starts planting christian's name and christian is going around just trying to seed chaos between everybody Mm. christian's in panic mode and ari and siri are now trying to get rid of christian Thing is, at this stage, there's actually three faithfuls and three traitors left. Yeah. Which would put the traitors at a massive advantage. But the faithful think there's only two, don't they? So that's why they're they're not realizing they don't know there's been a recruitment. Yes, yeah, so they think there's only two. So they're thinking it's like four against two. So if you thinking it's three against three, that makes it really difficult as a faithful because you're thinking, who can I trust? Because you're going to be trusting traitors yeah, without knowing it. But Andy is the only person that's completely trusted, really. Everyone else has kind of question marks, but Andy, they've got this kind of aura about them. Yeah, why is that? How have they managed to get that? I just being nice, maybe. I don't know, everyone else seems quite aggressive, whereas Andy's quite laid back. Maybe it's because they're also... Quite well connected to the actual traitors. Well, maybe not Christian. So well, they're, being they're created to Siri. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely that. So the task was a laser task. So basically, there were lasers pointing across the room, and they had to each grab an object and get it across the room without kind of setting off a laser. And each time somebody got to the other side of the room, another laser was added, and they only had like fifteen minutes in total. I loved this mission. I mean, I loved it, but I would be terrible. My spatial awareness is not the one. I. Oh. I would have like, I did ballet dancing. So I'd like to think I was really good. But I have to say with this one, especially in the US version, the people that thought that they were very good didn't necessarily do good. And the people who you'd think, so maybe you'd have like totally bossed this one. Uh, nice of you to suggest but i i think that's completely completely not possible but it was fun it's like there's a lot of tension like the room's dark there's the lasers like you're having oh yeah i i honestly i thought this was a brilliant challenge i i thought it was, it was great i loved it when christian was like i'm gonna nail this then fucked it immediately and then not only did he fuck it immediately he just did that typical straight sportsman thing where he's kind of questioning it it's like mate it's a laser you've stopped it like stop questioning whether the laser tricked you or something yeah it's a, it's pretty factual, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Quentin was quite good at it. Um he had he grabbed a statue that he had to take with him and he named the statue Pearl. And then he was like, Pearl and I are ducking and dogging, which I don't <laughs> think was what he was doing. Um I couldn't see any trees. <laughs> Does shape people do dogging? Yeah, I think so. Dogging's for anybody. Oh uh, and Alex nod is, from producer Alex, <laughs> Alex over there. Yes, absolutely. There was a program on dogging recently not recently, like years ago, when the all world is like weird fox masks. Was that that just just for the program? No. Was that just for the program? I've not seen a TV program about dogging. It was on Channel 4, like one of those like late night ones. I feel like (laughs) it was like foxes. And I thought it was because foxes might dog. Did you see them dogging though? No, I don't think you did see them. I think they were just talking about it. I think they they drove around all these car parks and were like, are you dogging? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, wearing fox masks. Well, I don't think it was only foxes. I think there was like a rabbit mask. Hmm. I feel like this wasn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the laser task. Well, you just said Quentin did quite well. Quentin did amazing. Quentin is a bigger guy. He was just bouncing around. He mm. picks up this statue, because we've got to explain as well, some of these things that they have to pick up, basically it's a room of antiquities, fake antiquities. And some of them are tiny. It's like a pearl necklace. Mm. He picks up a I statue. I love a pearl necklace, me. So <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mike would have gone for. You'd have definitely hit the lasers. Um, <laughs> play with that but then he picked up this statue that's the same size as him and yeah. then manages to like dance and prance through all the oh, lasers it was, it was borderline offensive that Christian was trying to give quentin advice because christine <laughs> was standing on the loser's <laughs> side of the room but i did enjoy he went that's a big one breathe take your time <laughs> it's important to breathe through that kind of stuff um, they managed to get some money i didn't write down how much they got i didn't sari did well so basically quentin and sari did the best and, but, and kate tried yeah, she, she did. did. She really tried. She did tried. badly, but she did try. And I think, yes, that's a low bar to clear, but she did clear it. And <laughs> she, I was proud of her. To be fair. She I mean, even like, she tied says, her hair up, David. Oh, she throws some money away one time and then everyone hates on her. But <laughs> for the last couple of challenges, she actually has thrown herself into it. And she's tried. I continue to be obsessed with Kate and to demand that she becomes my friend. So they get back to the castle with however much money they Oh, one got. who just got to mention is the fact that Andy, surprise, surprise, was amazing. Well, like, of course they are. They looked like... If you're going to pick anyone, I wouldn't even pick Tom Cruise out of Mission Impossible. I would pick Andy to do this I don't task. think I've seen Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Uh, he does these kind of things all the time. He but... climbed inside of a building once, I think. Did he do that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. And jumps out of planes. Mm. Andy to be the next James Bond. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm for it. I'm for it. At the round table, we discover they have made $182,000, which is quite good, really. Yeah. I've also written the words penis mate round table. I think that must be an autocorrect, but I don't know what it meant. Penis mate round table. Penis mate round table. Nope, no ideas. Uh, if anyone has any thoughts what the <laughs> autocorrect that has made that make pe- say penis uh, means, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> penis mate. That sounds like a like a gay dating app. Penis mate. Yeah, it does. Would you call yourself a penis mate, David? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> God, we're distracted today, aren't we? Christian's got too confident and he's trying to throw Ari and Seri under the bus which is never going to go well because Seri knows how to clear this game so she could get rid of him which is dangerous. And they're still kind of going for Kate. They're still, like This whole thing with Kate it's amazing that she's got so far with still because people have been talking about her right from the start. But suddenly Kate now cares. Yeah. Like Kate has somehow she's moved from this person who has thrown money down the hill to someone who genuinely cares and I wonder whether it's because Rachel and Stephanie have gone and Rachel and Stephanie were both really isolating her. Yeah. Like she was being pushed out by both of them. And them going has kind of led to her feeling a bit more comfortable, perhaps. And she kind of genuinely cares about it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and probably she just didn't want whatever was happening. If Kate and Stephanie were faithful, she didn't want them to have any money. Now she actually probably wants to help people. Get yeah, some money. she brings up Christian. And then she asks him who his second choice to eliminate would be. And he says ari or quentin which is a really great move on kate's part because she kind of breaks up alliances because yes. she thinks it's christian but then she makes him say who he, he thinks the second choice is and by making him name ari he's broken an alliance with one of the traitors which means he's lost a traitor as an ally so he's completely fucked surely yeah and christian shows that if he'd had any kind of pressure on him in the round table previously he probably would have crumbled because he doesn't stand up very well to he it. would have cracked but then andy as well andy's turned on him And they say that he isn't nervous enough, which Which I completely agree with. He's totally... Do you know what? I have found him annoying all the way through, but I didn't really think about that until Andy mentioned it, that really Christian is the whole time he's been confident and laughing and joking. He doesn't seem to have that same tension that other people have. And they've picked up on that. Yeah. And he's he's enjoying it too much. That's the main problem. So the votes that we see, Christian gets two votes kate gets two votes and i think as soon as christian sees ari write his name down the writing's on the wall but we don't get to see who andy has chosen they say they've gone with their gut and their gut was telling them pause nothing happens we don't find out who do you think so there's so there's there's andy and siri left so there's two votes left sure so christian's probably wondering if andy goes for him then siri could still be going for kate and then what happens when it's a draw again I don't, know, I don't that, know that we had a draw before. Could be a draw. Maybe they'd have to vote again. Well, that'd be interesting. Probably. I imagine they would just say, well, it's a draw. You all have to debate again and vote again. And we'll just stay here until that happens. Mm, I'm looking forward to next time. So now. on Big Brother once, um, where they basically... I think, no, it wasn't that someone refused to leave the house. And so they just put the prize money on the screen and it's there. it's going to go down until they leave. <laughs> and they starts to count down the money and suddenly everyone like changed their minds. I'm like, get out, get out, get out. But on um, a show called The Circle, which I think they have in the US as well now, there was once a draw and apparently they just had to keep voting, keep voting and keep voting until someone changed their mind. And they, had, they had to good. do it until like two in the morning. And if someone refused to leave on this, they could get that really scary, stary man with the beard. Who wears the Fergus. Waist. Fergus, they could get Fergus to drag them out. I can't deal with all these cliffhangers. It is a lot, isn't it? Although it does make me hungry for more. Talking of hungry... David. It's time for the taste test. I'm very good at these segues now, aren't I? Segues or segways? <laughs> We're professional podcasters now, David. We are approaching our 30th now, you know. Well, I'm past my 30th. Anyway, this taste test was sent to us in anonymously on Twitter... This person likes to eat sweet chili sensations crisps or chips at the same time as a fridge cold chocolate bar. Interesting. Right, you know the drill. Is it a yay or is it a nay? Hello, it's us, interrupting the ads to advertise ourselves. Not like that, I'm taken. I'm not, so I'm not not advertising myself in that way. We digress. We're here to talk about our Patreon. Or our OnlyFans, as we like to call it. Each week, we upload bonus content such as ad-free and extra episodes, exclusive Q&As, behind-the-scenes content, and more. And all of that could be yours for the small price of a coffee each month. Or we also have an annual membership available for a cheeky discount. And you get the added bonus of knowing you're helping us to keep the podcast in your ears each and every week to join us all you need to do is visit patreon.com forward to sticky bum boys we'll see you there do you know what i kind of get chocolate with salty things but not crisps for me i'm wondering whether it's to do with the spice and like if oh. they feel too spicy are they like oh i'm having the chocolate to like cool down the spice like you might have a glass of milk after a curry in which case i would mm. say don't be so white <laughs> <laughs> it's crisp grow up <laughs> but i also yeah to me eat the crisps eat the chocolate why does that have to be fridge cold chocolate that's gonna hurt your teeth yeah i, I don't mm. like fridge cold chocolate personally no i don't so it's jail for you but we don't know who you are so it doesn't really matter does it yeah it's an a get back on twitter right into the inbox so this one is from katie first and they have written katie first katie first <laughs> yeah. katie first Just listen to the episode where someone writes in about the difficulty of being on the gay scene if you don't have a specific kind of body. I have a suggestion. Try the bisexual community. I'm a long-term bi activist and I know it very well and we are very much more body positive. It doesn't matter if you're not bi as long as you're bi-friendly. The only downside is that we're very much more a grassroots community and don't tend to have our own bars, clubs, etc. But there are events and spaces out there, e.g., annual events like BiCon, BiPride, and various BiFests. And local Bi groups like bi Coffee London. That sounds nice. Just that I'd pass it on in case it's useful to anyone. We're also trans friendly and have a lot of disabled people. Thanks, Katie also she's put in brackets all bi people know each other i'm a friend of fred langridge who was on michael's other podcasts. oh what a nice little plug for mankind they're returning soon uh- <laughs> i don't think i've listened to that episode i, I feel like have missed out it. on a trick because there could be like a bi um social group called BiCycle. <laughs> michael with his puns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel like there's so many opportunities yeah. if you're part of the bi community to have like fun titles and yeah, bicycle, yeah. I think, is a is a perfect option, personally. That's, that's lovely to hear one. though. That's a really nice thought. Yeah, that's really good because that, that oh, our listeners are so good, aren't they? They're lovely. Thank you for that, Katie. That's really nice. And hopefully that helps the person who wrote it the other week. When they said buy I was thinking, oh, is this just America? But then they've written about buy coffee London. So there's obviously something where there's buy groups everywhere. And um surely surely buy pride is all over the world. I actually didn't really think about it, that buy events and groups are kind of inclusive of everybody, as yeah. long as you're buy friendly. Yeah, but people don't think about BI people, do they? They get erased from the from the community quite quickly. Um, I think mean, that's lovely. It's a really nice message to receive. Thank you, Katie. Also, I was thinking about that film that, that person was talking about last week, The Whale, because mm. that person, was it Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Won an award at the Oscars for it. I have no desire to watch that film. No, I don't. I think it seems really out of taste, really gross the way they've put it together. I think it's really... I've not really seen much of it. It just seems quite, for me, it seems quite offensive as a, as a, as a, as a film. Um, I know it's got, had a lot of controversy on Twitter and people talking about it in reviews and things. Yeah, it's an immediate no from me. But hopefully, Katie's message will really help that person. So thank you for that, Katie. And hopefully it'll help anybody else. And also, Mankind will be returning in the spring. <laughs> Fred, basically. Fred listens to this podcast as well. Hi, Fred. Fred is a listener of Mankind. And on Mankind, we get listeners on to chat about their experiences as well. Oh, um, okay. And they were absolutely brilliant nice right we're on to kevin and i don't think this is kevin from bake off because... Oh, i love kevin from bake off i did but mm. kevin from you bake did off... <laughs> not anymore <laughs> don't anymore um <laughs> kevin from bake off is scottish and this starts with evening you so i don't think that's very kevin you never know he might have changed his changed it up switched Could things up it. but it does also mean you have to say this whole message in the you accent oh no that's that's like michael off traitors oh can't do that oh um, lord jesus there's a fire <laughs> That, then that's enough That'll do So then Kevin's written I know y'all Usually talk about The gay sex and baking here We don't Never Please what? Not this podcast <laughs> And trust me I love getting cake eaten And eating cake But I want to talk about The main character Of this show sure. By this show They're meaning traitors Also quick side point Sorry Why do people refer to Like bums as cakes I don't know Is it because they're tasty But they're not like Innately tasty Spongy <laughs> Yeah I would think It's more like bread dough More like kneading. Why? Sorry, why? (laughs) Because it's kind of like you can knead them, and they look more like bread dough. Well, and they rise. Actually, they're hairy, not so much. But (laughs) But (laughs) But you don't get hairy cakes either. Isn't that strange? It is actually quite strange. Anyway, sorry, Kevin. Can someone explain to us? Is it to do with creaming them? You kind of cream your cakes. cakes. You fill your cakes with cream. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I don't know. But then it's more like a donut. I think a bit more like a donut. Mainly because those donuts we had the other day because a whole of them looked like an asshole. It did look like it looked like a hemorrhage anus, didn't it? Yeah. Which I'm, I'm not used to looking at.
1: Right. Nice save there, David. Let's get,
0: let's get back with Kevin. Kevin has just said, I just watched episode seven and hearing Kate speak out about how she and Shelby were treated, it struck me how strong a person Kate is. Like, she really has been pushed out of the group in that game. When that happens, you're either going to fold like Geraldine. It was Geraldine? G. She, she was all this, the one that no one could spell her name properly. Well, she must be first out. She was very early, yeah. Sure. Um, or you're going to keep your backbone stiff like k Oh, I remember Geraldine because Geraldine was the one. They, they were all coming for it. She just didn't even defend herself. I and honestly they... couldn't tell you. Oh. In the barrel episode, she definitely came off as a villain. And in this one, she started to seem a lot more sympathetic. Whether that was the edit or just her feeling really for Shelby, I'm not sure. But it was an interesting perspective of how cruel the people playing the game have been at times. And I think a lesser person, me for instance, that's not me, I'm not lesser, that's Kevin, would have completely given up. I'm impressed by her. Fruit for thought. I completely agree. I wonder whether Kate's response and Kate's reaction in this show has been because they've treated her really badly and they've ostracized her. Yeah. Like, I think that's made her act out in these sorts of ways and she's not wanted to be part of it anymore, but she's kind of acted like She's just better than it, but that's not what it's coming from. Yeah, and she obviously doesn't cut out the bullies. Like, this game has been, there's been times where people group together and it's quite, there's quite a lot of attacking because, I mean, it's the point of the show. Yeah. But she has really risen to it and, like, given just as good as she gets. And like Kevin says, like, she's properly got a backbone there. Like, she's really stood up for herself and, like, yeah, can you remember there's one bit where they're round the fire and she says something and it is funny and controversial but every single one of them just stands up and walks off. Yeah. Like she has it's been rude. left on her own quite a lot. It's rude. I I love as well with Kate the main thing I really respect about her is that nothing is there behind someone's back and she also is physically incapable of lying or being fake. Yeah. Like this episode when Chrissy came sat next to her and she was getting cross with him she couldn't engage with him. Like she found it really difficult to engage with him because she was like you're a dickhead I yep. don't want to talk to you. Well, Kevin knew what I was doing there because I think everyone knows from this podcast that we're Kate fans. Indeed. Right. On to Emma. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. May I suggest that after this series, you go back to rewatch Bake Off from series one. Would love to hear your take on the early series, especially as some bits are now iconic. Well, Emma, what an excellently timed email because... Do you want to announce it or shall I? No, you go, Michael. We are going back to series one of Bake Off. So not this week. Not next week, but the following week, we're going to start on episode one of series one of Bake Off. And what we're going to do, basically, is we're going to do rolling Bake Off coverage from the beginning, which we might interrupt when fun shows come out, such as Pottery Throwdown, which we really hope comes out soon. Yes, I'm very excited. I've never watched it. I was, but were you a child? It's been I was years. maybe even not alive, um, <laughs> <laughs> but actually series one, they filmed, so they did it differently um, in series one of Bake Off where they moved the tent each week to different like places that had a bake named after them, like Bakewell and Schoon, which is spelt scone and Schoon is my hometown. It's where I grew up. So they actually filmed nice. one episode of series one in the palace grounds of my home. If people, Not my home. it was actually a uh, it was the palace down the road. You just Michael's like that palace, side. my palace <laughs> with his peacocks or my peacocks. And um, if people like Michael haven't actually seen series one, it is very different. It has a very f- different feel to it. Obviously, it's where Bakoff came from. But it is like Baker fell into a format quite quickly. Mm. Series one is nothing like it. And it's it. also Mel and Sue and Mary as well. Yeah, and a young Paul Hollywood who wasn't famous yet. Ooh, I'm excited about uh, this. It's, it's going to be really interesting. And so bad fashion. If you're in the US, um, it's available. They're all available on the Roku channel. I think the Roku channel is available everywhere else as well, and it's free. So you just need to sign up to Roku, get it for free, and you can watch them all there. It's more available in the UK, I believe. And I'm quite looking forward to that. But watch it episode by episode with us. That's That'll what be I fun. Do. I'm, I'm going to watch wait. one at a time. Okay. By the way, Emma didn't finish. That was just the start start of her message. She then wrote, now to my baking problem. We don't care, Emma. We want you to just talk about series one. (laughs) No, I'm a wannabe bake-off contestant. So take work-based cake sales very, very seriously. However, I, like you two, don't have a huge sweet tooth. Last bake sale, I made sausage rolls, homemade full puff pastry, obviously. Obviously, not obviously. I don't think anyone on Bake Off makes that ever again. No, I would do rough puff for sure. I wouldn't even do that. I'd buy it from the shop. (laughs) (laughs) But cannot think of something savoury to make this year. It needs to be something that you can batch bake so my husband can steal some, but all I can think of is like little bread rolls. Little bread rolls, that's not exciting enough for a bake sale. You could do like a sweet bread or a different kind of, I could fill your breads. Well, she, yeah, she wants a savoury. You can make it cheesy. I would say, though, just because you talked about this earlier when we were talking about something else, uh, little quiches. A quichy. We a call little quichy. Yeah. I love quichy. a quichy because they also, they last quite well. You can mm. make them the day before and they've still got a lovely crisp pastry, soft, eggy That's filling. That's a really good idea. I would also suggest like cheese puff straws, like cheese puffs. Yeah, but she likes doing puffs. She likes doing, she likes a puff, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, cheesy puff. A cheesy puff. There you go. Not a what's it. Oh, they're from Yorkshire. Emma's from Yorkshire. I just read that. Yes, Emma from Leeds. Yorkshire, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Yeah. Right, we've got. We've we got time for one last little one to squeeze. Just in one there? little squeeze. One more in. Go on, squeeze then. it. Breathe through it, like okay. Christian said. <laughs> this one's from Anon. How do you suggest putting spice? Oh, it's maybe quite a big one. How do you suggest putting spice into a <laughs> you relationship? Definitely need to breathe in. <laughs> How do you suggest putting spice into a relationship? My partner and I have had a consistent sexual relationship, but there is no variety or spice. We're getting married in August and I'd love to spice it up. Any thoughts? Just ask. I'm not sure it's that big of, I mean, maybe I'm simplifying it, but just if you want to do something else, just ask. Maybe they don't even know what to do. I would say just look up some things, just like type, literally type into Google, spice up my sex life. See any of those things. If any of them even slightly grab your attention, just try it. And surely if you're getting married, you can just say to that person, hey, I saw this online. This could be quite fun. This could be interesting. Or like, oh, I like this. Can we do more of that? Yeah. Or you could buy some sweet chili sensations and have some chocolate in the fridge. A hey, spice. That's barely spice, isn't it? Really? No, it's not spice. No, nah, it's not spice. And that is your lot for the week. Thank you for listening. Remember that next week is the final for the Traders US. And then straight after that, we're going to be going back to where it all began. Yes, like we said, we're going back to basics for the very first season ever of the Great British Bake Off. If you're in the US or overseas, you should be able to find it on the Roku channel, which is free, by the way. So do not worry about that. And if you're in the UK, it should be even easy to get your hands on. Remember that if you want extra content, including bonus episodes, Q&As and recipes, you can join our only plans at patreon.com forward Sticky Boys. And please keep sending in any questions, taste tests or stories over to stickybunboys at gmail.com or on our socials at stickybunboys. That was a lot to say. Whew. We'll see you next week where someone's going to take home $25 million. You said it wrong. It's dollars. Oh yeah, dollars. Dollars. <laughs> Michael, in the script it says $25 million. They don't get $25 million, do they? What script? This is all improv. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I just got it wrong. Did I get it wrong? You definitely got it wrong. I think it's like $250,000. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Oh, very professional, David. In one <laughs> breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs>